Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Sir. I love this riff right here, dude. It's a pretty good tune. Guess what's being added to my gym? I was just going to say, you probably downloaded this already, right? Uh, I'm going to now. <laughs> Guys, Project Sapien, we want to say thank you for making us the number one military and law enforcement podcast on the planet. We want to thank our supporters, Vector Shields, Gym Junkies, Second Mission, Havoc Journal, Live Boston, WellnessForWarriors.Live, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, GunTrack.App, Hulay Law, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, and Joint Operation. We love you guys. Make sure you get on TikTok and follow us. All right, guys? So. So. What do we got, buddy? Um, actually, you know, I've, I've gone through a pretty good amount of articles and, and guests on here. It's uh, yes. It's been quite the journey for us. It's uh, it's pretty cool, uh, actually, how much we've grown and uh, <clears throat> people that are reaching out to us, whether veteran, military, mm-hmm. active duty military. Uh, Do you want to mention veterans. the call that we had earlier? No, 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 no. That's going to be a surprise. Okay. Uh, we're waiting. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jinxing. Right. That's Sorry. all. So, um, I was recently on the Weekly Havoc, mm-hmm. a very good topic by our friends over at Havoc Journal. Uh, by Christopher Paul Meyer, who was at the Vet to Vet event with us. The one that I butchered his name. Yes, you butchered his name. Yes. What do you call him, Nate or something? something I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. John. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> we were Sorry. Drink, we were drinking. We were. <laughs> I was all flustered. Yeah. So um, he brought up a pretty good topic about fear. Mm. It was a really good episode, and, and I'm not going to uh, steal their thunder, so go to the Weekly Havoc. Yes. Uh, who... Uh, yeah, part of Havoc Journal, who I write for, and they are one of our uh, outstanding supporters. Um, great topic, great content uh, on the Weekly Havoc. He, uh, he really likes to ask the hard questions, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you got a taste of it over I did. at Vet to Vet, and he, yeah. he really likes to pry, and he's a very, very good guy. Um, so head over to the Weekly Havoc, their podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll post it on uh, mm-hmm. when this publishes, uh, so that way you guys can go check them out. So in keeping along with the tradition of reading some of my articles, um on the Havoc Journal. Uh, I wrote this one article, uh, October 27th of 2020. Mm. Bushido, applying the principles in law enforcement. Bushido. Uh, Bushido. Uh huh. I love it. Yep. So. We gonna fight? We can. (laughs) (laughs) It's like old school. Yes. (laughs) Like old school dueling. You know, you have a sword, I got a sword, and we go at it. <laughs> All right, so this looks like I, I haven't read the article. Nope. You, I just skimmed right through it, and it looks like there's a good fucking amount of content. So talk to me, bro. Yes, sir. So been a, I've been a student of uh, karate since the fifth grade. Mm. So I remember the first time walking into class um, and saw the students sitting on the floor 
uh, of the dojo, which is called the dojo for the school. Mm-hmm. Um, the head instructor and owner of the school walked in, which the head instructor is known as the sensei. Did he kick everyone's ass? Well, when you were in the fifth grade? Uh, <laughs> actually, back then, it was like an old school type training, man. These yeah, days, I can imagine. These days, half the shit that we trained will probably never fly these days. Oh, yeah. It, it, like, it's amazing to me. And and I'll get to into, like, something he mentioned to me as, you know, grown, grown up. And the way he has to teach now is so different than back then. Wait, can I... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was it here in the States in fifth grade? Yes. In Massachusetts? In Massachusetts. It wasn't in Dedham by any chance, was it? Nope. Okay. It wasn't. We Wal- might have gone to the same one and we didn't know it. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, Waltham. In Waltham. Okay. Yeah, I went in Waltham. It wasn't Fred Villari's, was it? No, no, no. Okay, no, okay. No. Nope, nope. So um, we began the lesson of the day and I got hooked mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, through the years of practice of uh, in karate and martial arts, I learned to adopt a lot of philosophies of Bushido into my life. I learned early early on in my life about honor, courage, and various other principles. Those principles carried over to my military and law enforcement careers. And actually, the uh, next school I went to, so from Waltham, when we moved, just quick side note, uh, Walpole was the other one uh, where okay. I was training uh, during high school. Uh, and the school in Walpole now moved to another part of the uh, the state, and I still actually talk to them, uh, really, really good guys. Um, actually, I'll give him a shout out. If you guys want to go check out Satori Rue, great instructor, um, uh, Chihan Eric Kearns, uh, very, very straightforward instructor and very good at what he does. So you guys head over there, uh, Satori Rue, go on their website. I believe they're in Canton now. Uh, so head over there if you're in Massachusetts. Really, really good guys. So anyways... So let me let me ask you, yeah, yeah, and, and I know this, a lot of people may not know this, they may know it. A lot of martial arts begins in the brain. Yep. And it's not so much causing physical violence. Obviously, there's, a, there's an element of defending yourself and inflicting violence when you need to. But I think one of the main foundations of it is to control yourself, control your emotions, your body. Exactly. Everything that we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. In law enforcement and military. Yeah, day, day, your day-to-day. I right. mean, I mean, uh, I think I read a quote actually today by uh, one of the uh, famous Stoics that I like reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, what's his name, Zeno, I think. Let me, let me find it real quick because I actually found it and I liked it a lot because it really encompasses, actually, the, the, the whole idea of uh, Bushido. Um, let me uh, find it. Daily Stoic. If you guys haven't gone on the Daily Stoic, then there it is, Zeno. Man conquers the world by conquering himself. Yes. That's basically an essence. Absolutely. What martial arts is all about. To control others is strong. Yep. To control oneself is all powerful. Yes. I've always known that my entire life. I'm well, looking for Japanese music while we're... Well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For those who don't know, what is Bushido? Mm. And what does... It- Dude, are you, like, fucking with me right now? I'm not. (laughs) Like, dude. Okay, what does Bushido go? What does it mean? How can it be a... Why is this bothering you? I'm trying to do a show here, and I've got samurai music in the background. Night of the Yakuza. Do you remember who the Yakuza was? Okay, all right. Uh, right, right, Listen. Go, go, go. Stop the madness. Bushido. 
no more Red Bull for you. <laughs> or Monster, Monster, whatever you're drinking. All right, so, uh, and you're not even drunk, so this is bad. You just came here. How do you know I wasn't drinking all fucking day? Oh, that's true. Go on. So, uh, what is Bushido? What does it mean? And how can it be applied to the profession of law enforcement? Bushido is kind of commonly known as the way of the warrior. It's, uh, it is the code of the samurai in Japan. There are seven principles to Bushido. Justice, courage, compassion, respect, sincerity, loyalty. These principles are, or similar ones can be found in the military and many other police professions. It's, it's like, you know, it, the principles are there. Yeah. You know. And these have been around for thousands of years. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and law enforcement uh, is a profession in which every single day, a cop's day is different. As much as the media loves saying, which I hate the word routine, routine this, the routine that, there's nothing routine about what we do. Nothing. And uh, I often find myself scratching my head and repeating it again and again. I thought I've seen it all, and you'll get something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the like, greatest show on earth, well, bro. Like, for example, like today, so uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't out on the streets. I was doing a bunch of meetings or whatever, and I'm listening to my radio, and I hear a call for some woman going through the mail mailboxes uh, up on and down the street which is a very big problem people don't realize how big of a problem well, it is let me get let me get into uh, the mm-hmm. funny part mm-hmm. patrol officer gets there yeah it's a usps worker what yeah that's all it was somebody called 911 on a yeah. on a postal service employee yeah. yep what so again when you think you've seen it all or heard it all there's always some want somebody else like it's like one of those things. Hold my beer. I have something. I've better seen for you. some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I've heard some dumb fucking calls. That might take the cake. Well, it's either that or the one that called us to say um, there are ISIS-looking people crossing <laughs> the street, and it wasn't. It was a bunch of monks walking out of a church to go to stop and chop. To I remember that. I remember. So, that. so those are like my top two now. I but guess. see, see that one can be considered ignorance. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, the I, ISIS I, looking guys. Yeah. But, I've been called an ISIS looking guy. <laughs> right? Well, it's, it's ignorant. Shave the beard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my skin's olive colored. I get it. But the postal worker, that is like a new, like a new foundation of dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and my response to that is make sure that officer tells that caller to please stay in your home. <laughs> close all the blinds. Because put a blindfold on. You know what? We should start handing out licenses for who is allowed to call nine one one. That way, we don't get the influx of stupidity. But anyways, okay. Now that we've gone way off top, well, not so. No, no. uh, yeah, sorta. So no such thing as routine. There, are no such thing as, uh, as routine call. And uh, you know, I, I have uh, a lot of thoughts on how I believe police officers should be trained, which we've talked. Which actually, I'm currently right now working with uh, members of Havoc Journal. Mm-hmm. Because Charlie, uh, owner of Havoc Journal, posed a question. Should there be a police academy like West Point? In what regard? Training. Training, the foundations of law enforcement. Like the way, what we've always talked about, where it should be more of, instead of six months, maybe a year. A year two, or two. Two-year program, right. yeah. where it is very specific on what the job is and to train correctly, rather than doing the hurry up and flush people out of the academy as quickly as possible and get them into the streets. Um, Germany, I believe, is one of the European countries I know of that their police force is a two-year academy uh, that you go, enroll, and do 
the training. So that's it's an interesting correlation, right? He's talking about something like West Point, mm-hmm. where they go in and it's it's I mean, obviously military themed, but they don't yeah. just learn about how to shoot a gun. Well, that's that's what he means, like West Point. Yeah, yeah. Not not West Point. So they're learning legal theory. Yeah, they're learning. I mean, even in West Point, you can take criminology. All, yeah, you know, yep. uh, criminal behavior. Like yep. you're you, you're bringing renowned like professors right. who study these things. People like from force science yep. to come in and and have an entire semester about use of force. Right. You can easily do an entire semester about use of force. You can do a fucking whole year on it, use well, of force. I know, but but the thing is, though, that that's what Charlie... Uh, right. Was like. So right now I'm working with, actually, Jeff Mashburn, who uh, was on the podcast, uh, yep. who was Special Forces. Uh, he's down in Texas, if I remember correctly. Um, we're working together to come up with, with something. Uh, that's like really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually so... So it's kind of funny to see it asked by Charlie because we've always talked about it, but now we're actually going to look into it and see how it's going to work. You know, kind of like theory. You know, well, one of the things that I've always said, so when I got on, I didn't need to have a college degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, they required a high school diploma yeah, or a GED. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Driver's license. And, and that's, yeah. If you can breathe, you can yeah. be a cop. <laughs> in, in some regards, it's good. In some regards, it's not. Because, A, you get the people that'll look at you and say, oh, you're, you're uneducated. You don't deserve to be a cop. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's very relative, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know PhDs that can't tie their shoes. And I know PhDs that are the most brilliant people on the planet. I was told once by a guy who was involved in a domestic with his mother because he still lives at home, which is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. He says to me, listen, you're just a cop. You don't have a degree. I have a degree. It's liberal arts. Oh, like, oh, okay. Liberal, liberal arts. arts. That, well, that's the point that I was trying to get to, yeah. right? Because a lot of these departments will ask for some kind of degree. Yeah. And that means college and universities are supposed to be quote unquote training, mm-hmm. right? You're training some parts of life, but mostly an educational type of experience. Exactly. What the fuck does a liberal arts degree, <laughs> I'm in, that has a liberal arts degree, what relevance does that have to policing? Oh, I, I know. And, and I laughed at him and I just kind of blurted out. I'm like, yeah, well, I got degrees in anthropology, sociology, psychology, and criminal justice. Right. Uh, 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 now what? Right. You know, exactly. you know so it's like, it, to me, it is... To me, the whole idea of a college degree, which I actually have been looking into it a lot more and just the history behind you have to go to college, you have to go to college, you have to go to college. That was all just revenue generating for colleges where you go to the your guidance counselor during high school and you got to pick three colleges and write letters to them and you'll get accepted into one of them. And that's it. I'll tell you. Versus versus going to like, you know, trade schools, you know, having the options, you know, you lay out the options to the student. I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys a little bit of a personal scenario for me. Um, I got out of high school, top of my class. Mm-hmm. I decided to take a year off. Mm-hmm. I had applied to West Point. I had applied to the Naval Academy. I got nominations from U.S. Senators for both. Mm. I ended up not going mm-hmm. because I had a family issue, mm-hmm. a very bad family issue. Mm. Not playing a violin for myself. I then get a free ride to a major university in the city major, like Ivy League type of fucking university. Mm -hmm. I go for a year and I left. Mm -hmm. Free ride. Mm -hmm. The only thing I had to buy was books, which back then they weren't even that bad. No. I left. Mm -hmm. I couldn't take it anymore. Right? Now, the thing with the whole education system, and we're not getting off in too much of a tangent because we're talking about, you know, the principles of Bushido. Yeah. 
which are fundamental principles, justice, courage, compassion, respect, and sincerity. Yep. Right? So I'm trying to be as respectful and compassionate with people. <laughs> yeah. But what the fuck does having any kind of degree that isn't criminology, isn't criminal justice, isn't law, yeah. have anything to do with policing? That's why the concept of what your buddy was talking about, right? I think should be pushed on a lot more than anything else. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and actually just, again, I know, well, it's all, it's all part of the same. Um, when I was talking to our buddy, uh, when we had that conversation with John Sheft, right? With yep. our buddy, yep. um, he said, lawyers, we practice the theory, theory. of law yep. versus law enforcement. You apply that theory into your everyday job. So there's two distinct differences there. You know, that's why they're able to Monday morning quarterback the fuck out of what you do versus us. We have to work in the moment. But if you had some kind of police academy, like a military academy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you had people there for two and a half, three years. Yeah. Okay. You can go into the basics and fundamentals of law, the oh, theory. Absolutely. absolutely. I'll put it to you this way. After your first or second year on the job, when you started going to court and you started talking to district attorneys and started seeing the process, the, all the background stuff, you started thinking a little differently in how you were interacting with people on the street. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. now you were thinking about the stop. Was it yeah. good? Was it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You were starting to think a little bit like a lawyer. Not yeah. saying that you were. Yeah. You're starting to think a little bit like a lawyer. Well, you, you have to think uh, 10 steps ahead. Exactly. You know? So I, I'm a hundred percent. I would love to see that happen. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're working on it. We're, we're, we're doing research and uh, Jeff is writing up something he's going to send to me soon. So we're, uh, we're working on it. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. So let's break down each principle. So let's break down these principles. So let's start with justice. All right. As law enforcement officers, we should strive for justice, not just for the victims of crimes, but also society as a whole. I don't mean just enforcing laws. I'm talking about something deeper seeking justice requires reflecting on what is fair and just and upholding the values when there is violence or corruption an officer seeking justice is not an enforcer of the law but more protector of the people and the constitution of the united states it, it i hate using the cliche term but it's that thin line yeah between ordering chaos yeah yeah next principle courage courage is acting even with fear Courage is knowing what is right and doing what is right. Sometimes doing what's right is not popular. Courage to a samurai is exercised in a cause for righteousness and justice. As a police officer, again, it's not just about enforcing the law. It's about doing what is right. And we have actually a scorched earth episode yeah. that we're working on coming very, very soon that has to do with courageous officers. Doing coming, what's right. Doing what's right. Coming forward. And I'm not going to give too much up. So we have two of them. Yes. You have the one next week that we're going to do. Yep. Or hopefully next week. And then I have another one, which is the exact same thing. Yep. And I can tell you, I'll tell, I'll tell them about mine because ours, yours is a little bit more detailed. Yeah. So we don't want to give a lot out. No, no. Mine is more so it's affecting everybody across oh, yeah. the board. Oh yeah. And it's about the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And it's at what point do you tell the government, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You're not in charge of my body. I am, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot at 99% of the, the people that listen to us in departments across the country, they're getting mandated to get the vaccine. Yeah. I got the vaccine because I wanted to. Yeah. I, that was, I was the same way. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not, no. you know what I mean? I just took it just like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck whatever. it. Right. And I was the same way. Yeah. And it, and everybody had different kinds of effects. Yeah. Where it started getting me was when the department that I 
work for where this person works for, not that I work for, this person works for. Um, they basically told them, you got two weeks to get the vaccine or you're fired. And it's like, wait a second. Where do you draw the line? What's next? Are you going to mandate my kids now? Are you going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to check my blood pressure every day? Like yeah. what's going on? Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's where doing what's right. Yeah. Just like your person that we're going to interview is doing something fucking incredible. Yeah. So that'll be uh, coming down the line folks, but that has to do with courage, courageous officers who are righteous and justice, righteous. Exactly. Compassion. As a police officer, you have a lot of power in your hands. It's a huge responsibility that not enough cops, uh, they take it for granted. They don't realize it. They don't realize it. Yeah. Uh, the, the ones that do like you, me, and, and the very small percentage of cops that do respect that power, you know, have an immense respect for that power. For example, actually today, I had a meeting with uh, several um, uh, people from a from an agency uh, full of social workers and whatever else, and I called them out recently on certain BS uh, that because one I kept calling an individual over and over again, no calls back. I kept emailing, texting, nothing for about a month until I went to the boss. Boss was obviously not happy. And got uh, put a meeting together uh, today, uh, Friday, the fifth, to discuss this, these issues. Mm-hmm. The meeting went as well as I thought it was going to go because one, the individual involved kept backtracking. But my problem is, you know, one of their clients who has severe medical issues. Um, is part user, part dealer, or whatever. You know, it's, it's, he's he's like a thorn at the side. Like, not major player, but enough to yeah. be a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, as as an as a officer of the law, could I arrest him? Yeah. I mean, I could do a quick narco freaking sure. case and sure. knock him off and that's it. But do I want him sitting in a cell with his medical issues? <coughs> do I want him to uh, tell the shift CO, oh, I got the tummy aches. I need to right. go to the hospital. Right. Now Now you take two, one or two guys off the street to babysit this guy. It's not only that. What good is it going to do? Exactly. But this individual did not get it, though. Ah. Like, to this individual, I was like, well, arrest him, and they'll, they'll solve it. I'm like, no, it won't. <sighs> and, and, and I tried to convey and explain my perspective like, if I put somebody who has severe medical issues, yeah, he's a sort of a half drug dealer, half user, again, enough to be a pain in the ass, right. but not enough for me to waste resources on. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. In the last two, three, four years, what have been people been crying about officers using more compassion? Yeah. Less by the book. I mean, I don't want to say by the book, but less, you know, military, militaristic, less, yeah. you know, oh, you're getting locked up just because. Yeah. We've been doing that for the last decade. Yeah. Now, you're telling me this shit happened just recently. Oh, yeah. And they still don't get it. And, and these, these are supposed to be social workers <laughs> right. and all that. And, and they don't understand my perspective or the cop's perspective yeah. of bringing somebody who has severe medical issues to a jail cell. If, for some reason, I end up arresting him on a Friday, guess what? We own him yeah. for the weekend yeah. until Monday or Tuesday, whenever court opens again. And even then... 
the judge is going to take one look at him and be like, yeah, no way. No way. You're not going to the house of corrections, whatever. whatever. So again, but that's my, the compassion side, right. right? Where, yes, I understand this guy's an asshole, but at the same time, I'm not a prick. Like I'm not like he is not a multi-kilo fentanyl fucking you know guy right. that, that distributes to anybody and everybody and what like to me he's not as much of a threat as some of the other people I deal with. Look, you you mentioned it in your article, right? Not not only can police officer take a person's freedom, yeah, but the officer may also have to resort to deadly force. So yep. the person's freedom, the deadly force, we'll talk about, but yep. the person's freedom. People don't realize how important that actually is. No, it's extremely to to guys like us, yeah, to to cops like us who respect that, right? Who who do not take that for granted, understand the power of putting handcuffs on a person, on an individual in a free society. You're taking someone's liberty away. Yeah, and and <laughs> and this individual, the 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 worker, wants me to take somebody's liberty because they don't know how to. Uh, how to um, how to deal with them, so to right. speak, through their in channels. any other kind of way. Yeah, through their channels, like you know, it's it's and and it was kind of I was sort of disappointed and pissed off that this social worker will put it on me to solve their issue. It's that human condition, man. It's I, that I human that condition. Point, thing is, always because. I called them out on their bullshit, yeah. and now they're coming at back at me. Well, why don't you do this? Why didn't why you didn't do, do that? I almost went into the world of uh, knife hand and say, don't tell me how to do my <laughs> fucking job, but I had to kind of be that. Contain yourself. Conta- oh, dude, trust me. Yeah. My my leg was shaking like was a thumper. Well, look, look, you, know? you say it in your next line. With yeah. all that power, even with, we're not talking about just criminals, even dealing with that person who was a social worker. Yeah. You must exercise extraordinary powers of love, affection for others, sympathy, and pity. Yeah. So it, you, people got to realize us as officers are doing this 90% of the time. Oh, right? yeah. 90% of the officers out there are doing it. They're exercising compassion. All of, How many times have any anybody listening to this shit pulled up to somebody and being like, if you don't stop, you're getting locked up. Yeah. One of the best instructors, God rest his soul, that I had in the academy a long time ago, he said, just because you have PC doesn't mean you have to use it. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've done that. I'm like, it, it, 90% of the time. There's no way. I mean, to our police listeners, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. If you've locked everybody up that you can lock up, you got issues. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah, you got issues. I would say, I would venture to say in my career, and I would say it's probably similar in everybody else's career, 90% of the time, I don't lock people up. Yeah. I mean, trust me, there's always people to lock right. up. Because some people just need to go to jail. Yeah. It just is what it is. But again, you pull up to somebody. All right. How many times have you pulled up to two people fighting? Oh. And you've been like, will you fucking stop? And they stop yes. and they shake hands and they walk away. And I've actually had, yeah, I've had that. And I've had them that don't stop. And I end up arresting both. Both. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I don't give a fuck who started it. I told you to stop. You didn't stop. Both of you go to jail. As It's going to sound cheesy. It's going to sound corny. But that is Bushido. Yeah. That is Bushido. That is exercising justice, courage, yeah. compassion, respect, and sincerity. Yeah. Yeah. Just a simple thing like that. Oh, exactly. So uh, now that you brought respect, let's go with the respect. Officers who have adopted the warrior's mindset. Again, yes, I said warrior's mindset. <gasps> I know. Oh, my God. Have no reason to be disrespectful. 
They do not need to yep. prove themselves. Yep. I've known officers who are unable to show an ounce of respect to anyone they deal with. And it, it's like, to me, this is not warranted or needed. People don't respect officers because of their physical strength, but because of how they deal with others. Yeah. It's that simple. And I've, you know it when you hear someone backing you up on the radio, yeah, oh my way. And you're like, don't fucking don't, come. Don't like, bother. Don't even come here. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're going to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. And, and though, like my favorite is, you know, when somebody's like, oh, this motherfucker, blah, 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 you know, talking to me, whatever. And I'm sitting there like, and, but I mm-hmm. keep the same tone. Yep. I'm like, Hey, listen, am I swearing? No, I don't, am I, am I don't I even yelling? do that. You know, like, yeah, I know what you, you know what I mean? Like I, what, what I do is I bring them down, down, yep. down. And that's a form of de-escalation as much as I hate that word, but that's a form of it. I learned that fucking 20 years ago. Oh, I've learned that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Forever, uh, forever. Ago. We've been de-escalating shit for a very long time. Yes. It's just, not a new concept. Just because it's not romanticized and it's not made into the abstract, like what society is doing right now, doesn't mean we haven't been doing it. Yes. You know? The simple aspect, and I was telling this to somebody else, de-escalation, right? Somebody's got a gun mm-hmm. and they're holding it to someone and you say, put it down. Mm-hmm. That's de-escalating. And then they choose not to. <laughs> Bang. Deadly force. But even deadly force. Yep. If somebody has a gun to somebody's head, you can use deadly force without asking to de-escalate. No. At least in Massachusetts it is, and I'm safe to assume that in 99% of the country, but we've been de-escalating. Yeah. Put the gun down. Put the gun down. Right. Not worth it. You know? Yeah. And then we do what we have to do after that. And then we're building in, again, courage, compassion, yeah. respect. Yeah. Because we do know that that person is having a bad day. Exactly. We do know that that person is a human being. Yeah. It's, it's, it's again, bringing humanity to the badge. Exactly. That's, that's all it is. And, and Bushido, you know, all my years in, in the martial arts and karate, Bushido is such a huge, powerful mm-hmm. part of it. You know, that, that took me through the rest of my life. Absolutely, and, and bro. Continues, you know. So sincerity. Mm-hmm. A genuinely sincere officer accomplishes every required task. The officer who is uh, the, uh, the officer is reliable and never has give uh, never uh, and never has to give has to give his word. The officer's actions alone do the speaking for them. Mm-hmm. It, that's like one hundred percent. How many how many times do we do things out on the streets where we don't? talk about it just exactly. it is what we do we're, yep. sin- we're sincere it's and and people uh that we deal with in the public love sincere officers because they know we're speaking from our hearts like i i don't like i i, I told people the the ones i met with today like listen i'm blunt and sincere i'm just gonna tell you how it is yeah whether you want to hear it or not one and the, they definitely didn't want to hear it one of the things that i remember when body cameras first came out it has to do with sincerity we're not going on a tangent but one of the things that when body cameras first came out is everybody you know at first hated it because we didn't it was the fear of the unknown yeah right then it was wait a minute now i kind of want it because i want people to see how big of an asshole fucking john smith was before i locked him up right mm-hmm. but the other part that i started seeing and even talking district attorneys or, or people that have seen stuff through freedom of information is they get to see things like respect and sincerity when cops are interacting with other people, when they thought that that wasn't going on mm-hmm. and you get to see it in nine out of 10 times, you can tell if somebody's being sincere yeah. or if they're acting yeah. right. But there's been a lot of that coming on. That's why places like the ACLU have come out and been like, oh, maybe we don't want them anymore. (laughs) It's not just showing that the dude was an asshole that got locked up. We're showing the cop trying to do the right thing. Yeah, de-escalate. Right. 
create well, distance. Talk like, to a person. Like I'm talking yeah. about like not even use of force type of stuff. No, no. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Just talking them down and not having to resort to violence and talking somebody into handcuffs. Right. Uh, how many times have you done that? Or I've done that numerous times. I don't do it anymore. Well, you're midnight shifters. <laughs> you guys, you guys just go hide. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. It's called pitting people. Remember that word. Pitting? Yeah, to pit. What do you mean? Oh, you guys don't use that? No. You, you don't pit somewhere to, to sleep? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Fuck. going. Fuck you. Deny, uh, deny, deny. Yeah. <laughs> Next, uh, speaking of honor. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> honor. All right. Having a sense of honor in any profession is extremely important. It puts value into everything a person does. An officer must have a sense of honor for wearing the badge. When wearing the badge, the officer is not only representing themselves and the police department, the officer is representing those that came before them. The officers representing those who died in the line of duty. And also representing those that have held that shield yep. between society and the bad guys. And that's what a majority of the 80% never think of. When I put that badge on, to me, there's a weight that goes with it. Big time. We all know that. Big time. All right. And, and, and the 80% that don't get it will never get it. When I put a morning badge on a morning band on my badge, it's heavier. Yeah. You know, it's 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 different to put that shield on if you are a true law enforcement practitioner, if you're a true hunter out there, predator, a a, a officer who's aggressive and proactive, you wear that badge with hybrid a, wolf. Exactly. You wear that badge with a certain type of honor. For me, it's always been about honoring my community, honoring my country, my brothers and sisters, the people that I live with. Yeah. You know, and I, when I say brothers and sisters, I mean my neighbors. Yeah. You know what I mean? The civilians. It's always been, I can, therefore I will. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll wear the badge. Yeah. I'll take the weight. Yeah. I'll do what I have to do. Obviously don't want to die. Yeah. Obviously don't want to get shot or hurt no, or anything. But that's something, a risk that we're willing to take for right. others. Right. And that's part of honor. Yeah. That's part of, like you said, it puts value into everything a person does. Exactly. How right. many times have you changed? You ever heard of the butterfly effect? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So the butterfly effect, right? Yeah. For guys that don't know it, it's, it's a theory in physics where, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings in Minnesota and changes the outcome of fucking history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. One time, or it's like kind of like going back in time yeah, and yeah. stepping on an ant and yeah, it yeah, yeah. it's the same, th same concept. Yeah. You sit back a lot of times after you've had a long career and you say to yourself, how much change have I affected in this, in this world? Well, so brings, brings me to a point where my battalion commander, while we were in Iraq, um, he said, one thing that always stood out to me is when you leave this world, what sort of legacy are you leaving behind? That's legacy. Yes. So he said, always think about that. Yes, man. In everything you do, because for us at war, we could have, we could be dead in an hour, could be dead tomorrow. Like, it, you yeah. know, it, it, it is what it is. So his biggest thing is how will you be remembered? And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a pride thing that he was saying. No. That. It wasn't like, look at me. What yeah. are, you know, no, no, it was. 
what kind of impact did you have on the well, world? Well, as, as a leader, he's, he was teaching us, right. junior, you know, the younger guys, about his, uh, like the way he goes about business, his day. Yeah. And that's what he was teaching us, you know, which was, again, me being 22 years old at war. I mean, listening to the colonel talk to me like I'm just another regular dude and give me advice. And I, I mean, I think I always say I talk to him to this day. I mean, he's a yeah. phenomenal, one of, probably one of the greatest leaders I've ever had the pleasure of working with. But, um, but that's something he always says. He says, what sort of legacy are you going to leave behind if you die tomorrow? And what does that show you? That's honor. Yeah. That's you're leaving a good legacy behind for the population, for the people. Yeah. Again, you, you can be the greatest cop on the planet when you're in a population of one. Yeah. What yeah. does it matter? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. When you're in a big city and there's a million people that live there and you've made a difference, yeah. that's legacy. Well, that's like that's my thing where, again, I think we had a previous episode talking about first, second, third order effects. You mm-hmm. know, when, when you do an operation or anything like that and, and you need to be able to think about those things. Mm-hmm. All right, first order effect, took care of the drug dealer. All right, second order effect, let's clean up the neighborhood. All right, third order effect, there are kids playing outside. Yeah. I mean, how uh, how much of a great win that is? It's the ultimate win. It's the ultimate win, right? One neighborhood at a time, you're cleaning it up. And and that's what it takes, though, with, with having that honor, knowing that those before you were doing that. That's honor, and that's legacy. Exactly yes. what your guy was talking about. Yeah. That's legacy. Exactly. Loyalty. Loyalty. Actually, I'm just thinking of something right now. Uh, Our last episode we did, a quick squirrel moment. (laughs) Um, At a recent SWAT training, um, one of of the guys listened to that episode about half-measure mindset and full mindset. Yep. He said, after listening, he was so proactive that night. (laughs) (laughs) Really? He said, he said we pumped him up. No shit. Yeah. God, what did I say? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I was afraid to go back and listen. <laughs> I, I sometimes get phone calls and they're like, what did you mean by X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, I said that? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. You listening to the right podcast? But, but here's the thing. Like, to me, it's like, all right, if, if we yeah. affected one cop like that, yep. and with the amount of listeners we have and that we're growing now, imagine across the country how many officers that listen to that one podcast that went out and made three, four, five arrests all of a sudden or did something phenomenal. Or on the flip side to that, and you know this as much as I do, how many times have we saved a life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Numerous, man. Numerous. Numerous. That is my legacy, and I'm not, I don't, you know me, I don't brag. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to brag. I don't yeah. give a shit. As long as I've made somebody's life a little bit better, and you know me personally. Yeah, yeah. As long as I can make someone's life a little bit better, whether it's on the job or off, I'm good, man. So I'm good. Very soon, we're going to have a special guest in, in the studio. Um, Roy Bain, lute- a retired lieutenant, yep. was on my SWAT team and all that. And I think I sent you a text, and you were like, whoa, that's intense. Where He he oh, said yeah. yep. that we saved his life through the podcast. <laughs> mind-blowing, dude. You know, like, it, it's still mind-blowing to me. And this guy is one of those legendary SWAT operators and legendary cops that have been there, done that. During the Boston Marathon bombing, yep. and all kinds of good stuff, and uh, and I want you know I'm not going to give up too much, but I want him to talk about his journey 
after retirement. Amen, dude. Done. So, so he's another one that's going to be a really special guest when we bring him uh, to the studio, which is Pete's basement. But it's the studio. It's a nice basement. <laughs> it dude. is a nice basement. <laughs> you go, you go down to mine. It's a dungeon. It's got like kettlebells and blood and, and people whatever. tied up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how else? I mean, I, 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 that 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 uh, broken souls. <laughs> Fuel me, actually. They give me the sustenance I need. Okay, let's go on <laughs> before you admit to something. Oh, what happened? I, ju I just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Iman. <laughs> loyalty. Yes. So let's go to loyalty. All right. An officer, uh, an officer's loyalty to their profession, um, their, uh, their fellow officers, and their fellow man is paramount. The officer recognizes that they are responsible for their words, their actions, and all the consequences that follow. The officer's actions can make or break the trust, the people that have entrusted within them. Imagine that. Yeah. How powerful is that alone? <laughs> right? When, when basically people have entrusted you to give you that badge to say it's your job to protect my children or, or whatever. Yep. And they expect you a loyalty, a certain amount of loyalty to your community, you know, to the people of the United States. And the, the minute your actions, whatever action you take may make or break that trust instantly. Instantly. And In a you, half a second. And you will never get that trust back. As, as a police officer. It's, it's, it's one of those things, man, where, you know, in this job especially, you can do a lifetime, you can do a career of good. Yep. And you do that one fucked up thing. All the attaboys in the world aren't going to add up. So they aren't going to save you. There's a great line from Fast and the Furious, the fourth one, I think, where uh, Paul Walker, rest in peace, uh, was being talked to by his superior who FBI agent, he was like a sack of the office. And he said, you know, what's the difference between you and a, you, a cop and a bad guy. And he said, what? The one bad decision. Yeah, no shit. Exactly. Right? I mean, it's hundred percent. I, I heard that line. I'm like, you know, holy shit. That's pretty good. But you think about it, right? The, the loyalty, like you talk about here that you're responsible for your words, actions and consequences Yes. to everyone around you. It comes back to the oath taking. Oh yeah. And the severity of taking that oath. Yes. You know what I mean? People don't realize. I see it all the time. And I remember it back in my academy days. I see it now with the new kids. And you know who put up that hands just because they're going to get good overtime checks. Oh, yeah. You, you know. You can tell. Exactly. You know. And you know the other ones that did it because they feel it inside of them to do it. And, and you know who I truly see it in their eyes? Um, combat vets that come back and swear the oath to become cops yeah. they take that shit seriously we Big take time. that shit seriously because we know the weight on our shoulders and what that's like we know um as much as you know you, you hear the uh news oh ptsd is rampant and you know you don't want soldiers as cops and blah 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 blah, blah. yeah okay clearly you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about mm -hmm. other than just talking but they are us combat vets and 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 good cops that 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 twenty percent ten to twenty percent of the department take that oath to heart. Look, I look at it especially with the military guys, right? You essentially, you, you, the government wrote you a fucking check, yeah, 
right? And they, like, you could have died. Yeah. For your country, mm-hmm. for strangers, in essence. Yeah. Right? You go through all that shit, and then you come back here to take another oath? Yeah. You're not crazy. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's... That's heart. But that, exactly, though. People will say that's crazy. Others will say that's heart. Those who understand it will say that's heart. Right. Those who don't know what it's like to be in those boots in the desert or in the boots on the streets of wherever major city you're working in, um, they will never understand. You know what though? To those that do understand, we don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Let them not fucking understand. Yeah. You're still going to do your job. Yeah. I'm still going to do my job. Exactly. Exactly. So, so we'll go back. So, uh, even in the face of extreme danger, um, like the current political climate, the officer will not abandon those who need protection. Exactly. That's the hybrid that's, wolf, bro. That's the hybrid wolf. That's just me. That's you. That's a number of other cops that we know. And it's funny, the, the hybrid wolves of the departments, it's a very, very tight-knit community. Yes. We do not let outsiders in. It's not like, you, I'm, you're right, but it's not like they have to, other people have to prove themselves. No. It's almost like... Here's the thing. It's a look that you have. Yes. It's, it's, it's a type of work that you do. It's uh, the way you present yourself. It, it's different. Your presence. Like, your, like, uh, exactly. It's, it, it's, it's funny. Warriors know each other from a distance. It's that nod, bro. It's that no- exactly. It's that <laughs> nod. It's, it's the acknowledgement. I mean, that nod to me is almost like a salute. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, we know each other. We know who we are. We we are the, the we're the oath takers. We're the, oh, oath takers. Is, is that yeah. a white supremacist <laughs> group or something? No. You all know what I mean. Yeah. The oath takers. We're, we're the ones who take the shit seriously. It's just like in special forces, right? Yeah. There's a lot of dick smacking in between people in the, in the team. Yeah. Right? Everybody's trying to do better than the other guy. Everybody's yeah, trying to just, one up. Everybody's trying to whatever. Alpha mentality. It's the alpha mentality. Yeah. But at the same time, they realize that the guy to the right and the left or behind them or in front of them in the stack is the exact same. Well, here's the thing. Like like on SWAT, when we do our PT tests and whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're like. You're going to fuck around. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to fuck around. Yeah. We're going to try to beat each other or whatever. Like, how you many, know, have fun. How many times have you yelled at someone, you suck, oh, while they're doing fuck. something? <laughs> Actually, uh, during uh, the uh, uh, 880 event, the running, you know, the yep. 880 with the obstacle course and everything, that's what we yell. Well, you know, as they go by us, yeah. we're like, Chris, you fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> Did your and mother like, come and take the test oh, for you? you while they're yeah. running by. And <laughs> yeah, it's but, all that. But again, though, when push comes to the shove, when we're kicking in the door, when we're doing stuff when you're muzzle up bro everybody's the same up, we're all the same we're brothers we're i mean we will take you know i'll take a bullet for any one of my guys Absolutely. and they will do the same and that's why that trust in the special operations world is 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 different it's a different type of brotherhood yep and you know like like the swat commander always says that swat is made up of that 10 percent of officers in their departments that become swat Yep. And you put them together with other guys who are also that top 10%, you're going to get heads to butt. But again, when push comes to shove, when work is needed to be done, we're there for each other. Work's going to get done. Yeah. We're there for each other. As much as we bust each other's balls, as much as we fuck around, whatever, darn PT tests, we're all the same. Yep. And that's the whole idea behind that loyalty. Yep. We're loyal to each other as a result. 
and these virtues that basically that I outlined um, are easily adaptable to law enforcement. I mean, just look at them. It, loyalty, you know, loyalty, honor, sincerity, respect, compassion, courage, justice. Uh, you know, the 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 principles behind uh, behind uh, Bushido is easily transferable to military. It's easily transferable to law enforcement. It's transferable to business. Sure. Right. I mean. You got some great business minds that read Sun Tzu Art of War. Exactly. As part of their strategy. Yeah. It's nothing new. It's thousands of years old, yet modern society, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, calls it masculine toxicity or, or whatever they want to fucking word it these days. Like, it's like now you're not allowed to... <laughs> be uh, a guy who's successful or, or whatever because manly. yeah manly because that means you are toxic or girls that are girly yeah are feeding into the egotistical males mm -hmm. <laughs> fucking people are soft dude <laughs> oh. all right be more than a cop who is only there to work overtime yeah don't be the cop the people want be the cop that the people need that's exactly it, dude. And you and I, we know the people. Like, all right, they're talking about the whole defunding the police thing, right? Ah, hey, have you seen the top two cities that, uh, what they're doing now in that whole defund, the top three, actually, <laughs> that hit, had the defund movement? Refunding. <laughs> Seattle, Portland, and Minneapolis. Told look you so. what's going on. I mean, we, hey, we should look, find that episode that we did yeah. that we said, Shit's going to get so fucking bad yeah. that their budgets are going to increase tenfold to, yeah. to do it. And you know what the best part is? We knew we were right. We knew it was going to happen because we're cops. Yeah. Right. But the media has barely reported on any of it. It's it, actually, you're <laughs> right. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny. It's not, you know, what's making headlines fucking Alec Baldwin yeah, rather I mean, than fucking useless uh, rather than actually talking about real real it's, real issues it's preoccupying the masses exactly. is all it is because it's a, it involves a celebrity and involves dumbass armor and it involves a dumbass crew oh my god yeah it's like <sighs> anyways before we get into a whole different <laughs> tangent Bushido Bushido you guys applying the principles in law enforcement I'm in I gotta tell you man really really good episode we tied a lot of things together Mm -hmm. it, it, it really people need to like you said on your very 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 last line be more the cop who's only there to work overtime don't be the cop that the people want be the cop the people need yeah that's bushido that's yeah all of these things that you're talking about loyalty honor sincere uh, sincerity respect compassion courage justice it's amazing bro yeah oh thank you but uh hey easily adaptable yeah well guys listen thank you so much for listening thanks for making us the number one military and law enforcement podcast on the planet we want to say special, special thank you to our supporters. Let me get them up here. Vector Shields, Gym Junkies, Havoc Journal, Second Mission, Live Boston, Wellness for Warriors, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, GunTrack.app, Hoolay-Law, FitCops.com, 22 Mohawks, Joint Operation. Thanks for making us the number one military and law enforcement podcast on the planet. Stay safe. Stay sapient. <laughs>